This is the closing talk of the retreat together. And in the talk this morning, I would like to speak to you about meditation, about daily life, and about our living life with with awareness. Firstly, uh, I would like to go back to the, the beginning of the retreat and how the days here, in terms of the meditation practice itself, actually unfolded. <coughs> when we had the retreat, the first emphasis in the retreat was with regard to the breathing and emphasizing the breathing as a useful means towards both the relaxation of the body towards the focusing of the attention and towards that sustained total attention to an object, to a content in the mind, namely the breathing. So in the first period of the retreat much emphasis was given to, to the breathing and that itself is a is a very full and when one comes to perhaps understand and appreciate more clearly the practice then one begins to see it's both a full and, and rich and nourishing ex- experience. Sometimes it seems of course very ordinary and perhaps rather tedious and boring but actually the sustained attention on the breathing is beneficial both physically and psychologically and also contributing towards this uh, important attribute in life and ability to see things clearly. From the breathing we then directed our attention and expanded it to, to the body, to the various areas and parts of the body in a rather systematic downward movement of the attention from the head through to the feet, go penetrating and going into the various areas and, and parts of the body, learning, or at least making a beginning, to learning to deal with pain and discomfort and the arising of that. So, and thus gradually getting a little bit more in touch with the, the, the life of the body, the, the energy the flow of the energy of the body and seeing that more clearly and in that seeing coming out of some of the reducing to some degree or other this what is all too often an an obsessive identification with the body rather learning to see it calmly, coolly and and clearly and then from, from there, from that movement of the attention through the body, we went down through the body, and then we came up through the body. Sometimes, but not always, the downward movement of the attention through the body contributes to more calmness and relaxation, especially when some of the blocks and ten- tensions are dissipated. And the upward movement of the attention through the body, from the feet to the top of the head, can contribute to the harnessing, or the um, arising of more energy, bringing up of more, more energy, physical and mental. 
then from, from, from that movement of the attention through the body, em- more emphasis was placed on sitting very still, totally still, and rather than moving the attention anywhere, being utterly still and just allowing what comes to come and pass. And again, we're just using here as the primary object, the body still, and just seeing how there is the unfoldment of sensation, unfoldment of physical experience. It's forming, it's coming together, meets in consciousness, goes out of consciousness. Sometimes it's just, it, it, it maintains itself if it's strong and there's a pressure or there is um, obvious strong feelings. But nevertheless, within all of that, there's a lot of activity, there's a great deal of change taking place. So we sat, we were very, very still, just allowing physical nature to come and pass in its uh, own way. And that kind of learning in life to observe without interfering. Very, very important, this, this, this learning where necessary in life to be able to observe without interfering, to be, to be able to see without controlling. Now, then we mean from there, from the movement of the attention and being very still, to one of seeing, letting the body settle, letting the body be very relaxed and calm, to just observing the motion, the presentation of mind. The motion and the presentation of mind, that means that we were sitting totally still, inwardly attentive, and whatever arising in the mind, just being aware in its moment in consciousness. What arises may be a feeling, a mood, a thought, a memory, a fantasy, planning, judging, reflecting, or whatever. And and our, again, our meditation was what was in that of allowing the body just to be, not being directly concerned with the body, just being relaxed. Most important, being relaxed and totally attentive inwardly. So in other words, we, 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 there was a kind of progression being made, and, and there are further progressions of that, inclu- which, to, which is to include sight and, and sound and so forth. But in the few days that we were here together, we just we worked with these and applied the meditations, or applied observation to that which we are close to that with which we have built up an identity, that which manifests in our daily life situation, physical and mental. And in, in relationship to meditation, meaning formal meditation um, practice, again, it can be both um, useful and um, beneficial in one's own life <coughs> to apply me- meditation meaning some, some of us have found um, it beneficial, say, to, to sit at least once a day. And it may just be for a short period of time, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, or half an hour, or, or, or an hour, 
and sometimes mor- morning and and evening, and as I think I may have mentioned, I found it in my relationship just very valuable that the two of us just give time every day just just to doing a sitting together. It's a very in a lovely silent sharing experience. Um, and other others, again, not only with regard to the daily sitting, but it also it is quite easy just to set aside. Um, um, a timetable. Um, perhaps give a day to doing one personal retreat. And one can put aside, set aside the time, perhaps prepare one's breakfast and one's uh, lunch, or ask if one knows someone who is willing to help in that area, ask someone to provide the food uh, at a particular time, and just have a one-day personal retreat. And as we see, we, ha- we don't need any tools. We've got them here already. The amount of walking space that one needs is, is very, very short. And an average room from wall to wall is certainly long enough. It's ju- just making the walking very, very slow, returning to the sitting, to the walking, to the standing, perhaps setting one's own timetable. So th- that can be done anywhere and is of hopefully uh, of an obvious direct value to, to oneself. And to some extent or other, um, group retreats, of course, um, have, the, have their usefulness, the group energy is, is supportive of the personal energy, and the personal energy is supportive of the group energy. Hopefully that one gains some nourishment through the listening and the interaction but also, in one way or another, it's something of a bridge, too. It, it, it can be useful as a bridge so that a person can come to find out what this aloneness is and, uh, and develop and evolve through that, through personal retreat. And many of my um, um, friends who have had um, who have done uh, um, a great number of retreats, just find that that the wish and the, and the, the need to fi- do more, spend more pers- time personal retreat. I mean, that may be just finding a few a few days regularly throughout the year becomes ve- very important for them for that re- for that renewal. So one, so again, one is as it were bringing in in different ways, meditation. Some people find it useful to meet with each other. We have lots of friends in different places who meet together quite quite regularly, some to sit together, to talk together, perhaps to, to play, play a tape. And of course there are many different teachers, many different teachings and different emphasis. And, and again, one doesn't have to be in, in or with regard to that, in any way, sectarian. So on the on the outer level, hearing and finding out what is useful, but always, as has been mentioned so frequently, the primary emphasis is with you. It is it is it is with you. It is it is it is your life. It's not my life. It's your life. It 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 it's 
everything is with you. Now, in <coughs> so that that is one one um, one area with with regard to the meditations um, it, it, it's, itself, and. Um, I generally, as it were, encourage uh, people um, to at least do one retreat a year. At, at, at least, either a, a group retreat or, or, or a personal retreat. But to do to do one retreat a year, and quite often that is, particularly in our Western culture and society, it is quite often rather d- difficult. One may have to give up one's summer holiday, for example, or one may may have to remove oneself from something that one is very very involved in at a, a particular time. But to find, but to to say, okay, this air, if one feels that it is useful and valuable, then 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 to use it, if you sense there is something appropriate in one's life, and understanding as was emphasized in the very first uh, evening that we were together, that, that one is not, there's not an effort to going on here to give people a model. Aware- awareness is that inquiry and looking into things. So even too, in, in the talks um, which have been taking place here, sometimes some things have been said and possibly when you are listening you may have felt this is being said for me this 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 this, this is being uh, um, pointed to, to to me this is in reference to to, to me uh, well of course it is that's the whole point <laughs> it's to the people who are in the room and it, it is to you to you to you to you and so sometimes in our, in our listen, when we have been listening, sometimes inside something has, has been touched. Sometimes it might have created a, just coming into an awareness about something. Sometimes it may have created a wave within or, or, or an irritation. And the communication and the sharing of the Dharma of, of life is all about that. It is intended to reach us. So, again, as we <coughs> see in our uh, in one one area of our life, there is the whole area of 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 meditation, and but emphasizing that it's not the be all and 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 end all. It is one factor which can be useful for us as human beings. Nothing worth clinging to or identifying with or building up. It is useless to describe it as some people do, as other people describe their religion or their philosophy or whatever as the only way. That is not the case. It is useful. It 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 is an aid, but nothing to make her a clinging ideology out of. In looking <coughs> to, of course, into the whole background, into the background, or rather into the other areas of our life, if meditation, for example, or let's put it another way, the inner life is to go deeper, if it is to go deeper, 
then it requires softness of mind. It requires gentleness of being. It requires the conscious, deliberate cultivation of sensitivity. These are prerequisites for the deepening of one's being. In, in other words, the hardness of mind. That hardness of mind, and mind becomes hard. And our society is a hard society. That, that hardness of mind is, in our contemporary psychological language, is the block. When we are hard with ourselves, when we are hard on somebody else, that hardness prevents flexibility, it prevents softness, it prevents fluidity, it prevents the easy access to the deeper inner. So, we, so, in, so if, in order to deepen in our life, we, it is quite necessary to see in what way is my mind hardened? Where, where, where in? Because therein I will be stuck. And that is why so much emphasis has been, is made with regard to anger, with, with regard to ambitiousness, with regard to insensitivity, with, with regard to rejection. All that will all, we, we, in other words, our daily life which, in which we experience those things, it's so vital for us that those areas of our life change, that we find small ways and means. Sometimes if one is feeling quite angry about something or someone, to loosen up the anger. Sometimes it, it may mean finding going into the woods and, and shouting and jumping and laughing and, 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 and crying and, and, and whatever. The trees don't mind. Or it may be just going and dance and just, and just dancing. As it were, to, to loosen up that, that, that area, not to take it so seriously. So that one is neither so judgmental on one others or on oneself. And, but that itself is not enough, but also to, when one feels a little more calm and settled, okay, what were the conditions that brought that mind state? What, what, how did I get out of bed that morning? What have I been doing? What is my attitude and my thoughts? And my way, what, what have I been doing that has brought that about, that hardness of mind? And so, it, 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 there's both some, where necessary, some release, some discharge, but also some meditative reflection. And that apply, needs to apply itself, often in ways which we don't consider that we are hard. We often don't, sometimes we don't realize when we're being, we're being hard. And to look, to look in, these, in these particular areas, one, I feel, must consider many areas of one's life. One of the areas of, of our life which is a constant problem, uh, which, which constantly arises, is in our relationship to each other, 
and of course very noticeably the relationship between men and women. This is a, an ongoing problem. And if I may say, the people who I've noticed who have experienced some of the most pain in life, psychological pain, is people with problems in their male-female relationship. In other words, they're all, as it were, so easily, unless there's a mutual understanding of each other, so easily this particular area seems to press all the buttons. Judgments, being judgmental, aggressive, domineering, submissive, subjected to this and that. All, all, all which one knows is not the way to be, as it were, which one senses. So easy in personal relationship. Here, here men and women seem to be so vulnerable to each other, not understanding each other. And it is not at all uncommon in, say, in, 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 in retreats that a, a woman or a man has come and they have just, they have sat down at a time for the checking when they come to meet with myself or with Christina when we're together. And the person has just sat, put their head in their hands and cried and cried and cried, men, men and women. And it has happened so many times I've seen this because of the problems within the actual relationship. And so here's, here's, a, here's a, a, a whole area, and that includes the whole area of, of, of sexuality. And I think this area, especially, if I may say, we men must look at very, very carefully. Both for us men who are in a relationship, and also for men who are out of a relationship and for men who are changing their relationships. This particular area is an area where so easily in our life there can be insensitivity towards, towards women. And, and women are almost treated, even those who are in a relationship, in the sexual area, almost treated as a non-being. When, when, the, when, when, when the man feels sexually aroused and interested and, and the woman's feeling in that time, in that room, in the bed or whatever, simply isn't present. The feeling for the, 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 the sexual contact, the sexual relationship, it simply isn't present. And, 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 the, and the man with his pride and so forth, so easily reacts, feels quite snubbed and why are you rejecting me? and etc, uh, etc. Et and that, that, that whole, whole area where, where it can breed so much difficulty and confusion needs that on our side, that is for men, to really be considerably more sensitive. So that in our relationship, in this area, we don't convert women into a sex object. The beauty of sexuality, it seems to me, it is when it embraces the person. It embraces in emotion, it embraces in feelings, it embraces 
the womanhood and the manhood. And it is not just the physical interaction, it is a whole other quality to it. And when that whole dimension is brought, brought in, then we're speaking of some, something spiritual. But too, all too easy, even with someone that we live with, when our mind is of such a way, we easily convert that person. Men do it to women a great deal. Women, of course, also do it to men. Convert the person into a sex object. And many women, all, all women, many ages, women who are considered, and we, and after all, it's men who, for some funny reason, set the standard for beauty. It's really absurd. We set the standard for beauty, we set the standard for uh, attractiveness, and women who are considered to be that are on the receiving end. As w and women in general too are on the receiving end of so much oppression from men. And I, th and I, and I do feel very sincerely in this area that we as men need to look at this area very, very carefully. And women too, I feel, are, are very, are one of the most, uh, are the a kind of, half of our society isn't sufficiently loved and appreciated. That women don't appreciate themselves sufficiently and that there's a, and that they can give an enormous amount to us as men. That we as men have an enormous amount to learn from from women. They're listening to them from their heart, from their feelings, from their expression, from their concern. And I feel in that really there's a major key, an untapped key to change in our society. This has been a feeling that's been with me for, for, for a long time. That, 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 that the key to, to, to the liberating spirit one of, the, one of the keys, of course, lies with us, and one is through understanding womanhood. And for women to understand, them, understand themselves, to bring into our society what it so obviously lacks, which is heart. And this is what emancipation is all about. For women and, and and for me. Look, and in, 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 with regard to that, both our inner change and also out, outer, outer change and the two are very much tied up with each other. I feel, and if I may say, as being, having, being almost something of an old, what do we call in England, an old hand in the religious field that it is not necessary for us to take up cults. It is not necessary for us. I, f I feel there's much which the East has to offer us who live in the West, in, ma in, ma in many areas. And it is already showing itself in our world in terms of diet and yoga and Tai Chi and um, meditation and, and, and a greater spiritual 
awareness and methods and techniques and ways and means to, to, to evolve and develop consciousness. There's much which can be, can, that the ease has to offer and, and, and can make a, a meaningful contribution to the West. But it is not necessary, I personally feel, it's not necessary for us to take the culture with it. The culture of the Eastern c- culture may help to broaden our cultural horizons, but it's nothing to do with spirituality. We don't need this. We don't need all the trappings. This is all extra. This is Eastern culture. It is fine, it is, it is beautiful, it is certainly creative. It may be, for a novice in the spiritual life, a little bit inspiring, but we don't, but it is not the heart of it. And so, so having a certain discrimination, is, I feel, is very important. The, the, willing, the willingness in life, no matter what our position is and, and where we are, this willingness in life to be critical. And in being critical about things, one doesn't have to be negative or nasty. One doesn't have to be, keep putting things down but rather one's heart is concerned with the real, the real heart of things. And those of us who have experienced and have been to the East and spent many, many or number of years there, feel, I think, genuinely, feel a, a deep sense of appreciation for all that we've rece- received there, for all that, all that we have, have been given. And, in the, and the, if I may say personally, in the years that I spent there, you know, I never had a penny, I never asked for a penny, and everything that I needed, the people of the East gave me. Food, shelter, clothing, the teaching, medicine, the small expenses, etc. I never paid a penny for anything. And that went down for a nearly ten years. Such, such support. So it is not out of rejection in any way of Eastern society. I have much love and affection. But, but rather, let us, in this trend, bringing something fresh into our own society, let, let us see what is the, the real essence of it and concentrate ourselves on that. That is the important thing. In, in this whole, again, in the ho- whole, whole area, looking at ourselves, looking at the, the hardness of mind, look, 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 looking, looking at ways which we can explore ourselves more, and one of the ways has been mentioned is meditation, and again there are, there are many, many areas and, and ways of meditation, and sometimes just asking and finding out, sometimes just experimenting is, is very helpful and very important. And in, and in this, this area, sometimes, for example, like in, in, the, in, the, in the Buddhist tradition, they have 
what is called um, metta. Metta means loving kindness. And then there's met- the metta sadhana, that the, the, the loving kindness practice, the loving kindness uh, med- 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 meditation. And, and that, is, that is a very powerful meditation. Very, it is very, very powerful. And, and whereas, and as we know that in our world there is such a lack of, of, of love, of loving kindness and, 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 and the, 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 the fountain of the spring, the life of it. And, and, and so the cultivation of, of that is an extraordinarily powerful experience. And some lo- loving kindness meditations is not something that one does and then does it for a day, say, well, it isn't working. Why aren't I like Jesus by now? <laughs> it, it is something which one, one applies and gives attention to um, day, day by day. And sometimes one does it and says, oh, it's boring, or it's um, not getting me anywhere, or it's puerile, or, 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 or whatever. And, and, and again, always in spiritual life, some find that we have to, at times, fall back on faith. And our, fa- and our falling, falling back on, uh, on faith, okay, there in the area of loving-kindness, sometimes it's not working. It's just mechanical, it's just habitual, and then one strikes. One cultivates, and then suddenly it strikes home. And the heart opens. And sometimes it can open in a way that it never quite closes up again. Even in the difficult situation, one still feels an underlying, in a conflict or in a fight of words or whatever with somebody, one still feels an underlying affection coming through. And the heart, no matter the heart, still, and as the Buddha would, would say, even when so, that someone has grabbed you and even soaring off your arms and your legs, such one who has come to a loving kindness, even then the affection is still coming through for that human being. Of such power is loving kindness. And if one feels, well, that area of my life is lacking, then the practices and, and went through one's experiments and so forth, and so finds out, okay, how can I get in touch with that? Open oneself up to that. And it's not that, you, as I mentioned, that it crea- you create these things, it's that this is already with you. It's just that there's this upper levels of structural and mental conglomeration which prevent access. Remove that and, and, and all is revealed. So in our looking, in our, in our awareness of life, there's the consideration, if one finds it useful and appropriate, meditation, and on a day level, and with regard to personal retreats. There's also making full, full use of nature. The real use being experiencing nature, being outdoors. The touch of nature is very important. The whole area of looking in our life, at our 
in the area of a field of relationship. That means the kind of condition attitude that we have. We as men looking in what that way that operates with regard to ourselves, women looking in how that occurs with regard to themselves. Learning to learning to trust and see for oneself. Also the see the seeing of the spiritual life more within the context of our of, of our life. You don't have to become a monk or a or a nun. It is finding that and that within one's own life and seeing what are the things which, if necessary, one needs to practice, one needs to cultivate, one needs to, to look to look at more more carefully. So that it falls back for us on on honesty. Being being honest with ourselves. And wherein there are situations where as we do we get feedback. And the more contact you have with people, the more that you see people, etc., the more feedback you must get. And if you're and if you're in a kind of function, um, um, a, a, a certain kind of role in life, then you'll get more feedback still. And sometimes that 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 feedback is 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 very very negative. And so someone comes as it happens with myself sometimes, and the person says, "I'd like to kill you," <laughs> because the tension and the anger come comes up, and has to go somewhere. And in a meditation retreat, everybody's facing one direction. So where does it? <laughs> it goes this direction, and one sit and just let it go out the window. Otherwise, one. <laughs> so the learning in our life, in our rela- relationship too, learning to deal with those things, those things in life. But I think equally important is that where we're getting feedback, even if it's very negative, where somebody is telling us something, to listen, to pick up, well, despite their negativity, despite their reaction, what else are they also telling me? And I, if I may say, in this regard, I have found it very helpful and very beneficial, both having um, um, a warm or a close, frequent contact with, 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 with people, not being isolated or living in an ivory tower or anything, and, and living in a community. Having that so, 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 so that pe- one, people will get to know you, you get to know them through the varying situations, and so the, in that people are free to give the feedback they want to say. Living in a, commu- a community has been extremely useful. If the ego starts to build up about anything, particularly about being an authority, which is always a danger in this kind of work, that they, they soon, soon pointed out, you haven't done the dishes today, or whatever it might, whatever it might be. <laughs> and and they help, that, that kind of thing keeps one down to earth. to really keep one's feet on the ground. And to keep one's feet on the ground and the heart in the right place and everything is clear and beautiful. Everything can be 
revealed simply and, and directly in our life. Awareness, observation, questioning, listening outwardly, especially in inwardly. Sharing together, changing what needs to be changed. Alert to each other. And then there is love, and in that love there is liberation. May all beings live a life of awareness. May all beings live with insight. May all beings know true emancipation. <coughs>